0: says our worship ascends to heaven. Lord, you're looking out over the sapphire cell of heaven and your gaze is towards us. You're cascading your love like waterfalls down upon the dry, parched land of people's hearts. People get dry. You need You need the water. You need the water. You need the water. You can get dry. Nothing grows. Everything you plant, every good intention, every dream, nothing grows. But I declare... this day, this morning, that the drought is over. That there is a wellspring of life on this property in this church that many are talking about from Newcastle to Sydney to the mountains. And many shall come and visit this spring of life, this life giving water. Jesus said to the woman at the well in John. He said, you'll never thirst again if you drink this water. You'll never thirst again. So, Father, we're asking, Lord, that we would drink of that living water. That we would drink it in, into our hearts. Why don't you do that this morning right now? Just drink it in just for a little while here now. woman. Everyone who drinks this water, natural water that is, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst again. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up into eternal life. Your life will begin to brimeth over your vessel, your cup, bible says you are a cup a vessel and filled with the living spirit of god if you get enough of that filling you begin to brim over cascading pour it out you become a life giver remember that guy in the bushfire he gave the the wombat the drink you remember that was it a koala and it was so significant, it really stood out in people's minds, didn't it? It really made an impression that the volunteer fire guy or the fireman giving this koala a drink. Help me, a is supposed to be that friendly and receive a drink like that? They don't drink. Someone told me that. They, they, these koalas don't drink. They, they drink, they, they eat the leaves and they get their nourishment from and, and I think that's why Aussies were realizing this is a phenomenon. In a crisis, the koala drank from the fireman the water out of a bottle. Three bottles. Three bottles. He was a thirsty chap. I declare and prophesy that there are Aussies, men and women, that will take a drink from the living water of the gospel of Christ and the church and it will be a sign and a wonder and people will stagger people will stagger in disbelief and say that's my husband that's my neighbor that's that wretched man that lives down the road and he's drinking the living water the water that Jesus said this water will give you life this water will rid you of your dry parched land of disappointment, discouragement, this water shall flow across the desert of your heart. And all of a sudden, the seed that's planted your dreams and your desires and the word of God, the seed shall begin to flourish and rejuvenate, regenerate, re- repopulate your heart with the fruits of the Spirit the flowers of joy and love and color. Father, right now, I declare there's water available in this church. Help me. Help me, guys. There is water, living water. There is water. You said, Lord, to be baptized, to be saved. We need to be baptized in water, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Right now, Lord, I pray. Baptize us again, oh God, in this place right now with your love. Right now, right now. Keep drinking, keep drinking. I need a drink, Lord. I'm thirsty. I've been scorched. This is a dry and arid land. This land is brutal, Lord. I need to be nourished. I need your nourishment, Lord. I need a drink. I yield to you and ask for a drink right now in Jesus' name. Just receive that now. This is blessing. A whole bunch of people here. God has a plan for us. You are not here by accident. God has ordained that you be in the kingdom right now for a specific reason. Even right now, some people are calling, waking up to the purposes of God. Amen. You're here for a specific reason. I declare it over your life. You're here on purpose for a reason. God sent you. You're made for a purpose. Not only does God have a plan for your life, he has a plan for his church for the advancement of the kingdom. God has a plan to finance the gospel. It is a plan not only that blesses the kingdom, but it shall bless everyone who's involved. Bless them, Lord, right now, I pray. Bless them right now, I pray. And the saints say, amen. God bless your church. Look, I am just so blessed of God this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, team. Uh, Let's just give some praise to the team, the workers, the worship team. Fantastic. Let's give it up for them. We're going to move on pretty quickly now, so uh, you you just want to grab what you can. If you need an envelope, because we're coming to the tithing and offering now, I don't want to be too long about that, but uh, this morning we've got the opportunity, and we always do in every service, to worship God, to give to God. If you need an envelope... If you give, um, by credit card, there is a credit card um, section there. If you give, um, by check, Christian City Church Tugra, make checks out to Christian City Church Tugra. If you give online, and 50% of this church do give online, it's a done deal. We've signed off. Husbands and wives have agreed to give to the house in their tithes and offerings. It's fantastic. Single people have agreed, young people have agreed, and and it's what we do. It's a principle. It's called tithing. I want to explain that. As I was mowing the lawn, so if you need an envelope, just put up your hand. Uh, Praise God. If you give by cash, the envelopes can be given into that or just straight into the buckets when they come around in the moment. You're standing in a dream, in a vision. I'm a visionary leader. I got blasted by God in the early 90s. I, too, lived on the wrong side of the track, so I was not a goody two-shoes as people think I was. That is a huge wake-up call for some people. I think ministers were sort of inducted into this special crib in a manger and, uh, and then we just, you know, were trained up by, by the, the, the religious order of the day. Like, like uh, what was that movie, like the golden one or something, Eddie Murphy, The Golden Child. And uh, no, I was not a golden child, although God made me on purpose deliberately for a plan, but I totally skewed off into the, into the beaten track and lived a wild adventure and I thank God I'm still alive to be. who's thanking God that they're still alive some of the things that we did the gullies that I tried to jump off the rock climbing I did uh, off just because boys are boys and they, you know you suffer from peer pressure you reckon we can climb down this yeah I reckon we can you know and then you decide what have I done hey I reckon we can jump off this yeah, but I can see little turtles down the bottom from this 50-foot jump straight down into this freshwater stream, North Queensland. Because I jumped off everything prior to that, but this guy took me. He said, you're a jumper. I said, yeah, I'm a jumper. He says, let's go. I've got a good jump for you. He took me into the, into, the, into the hinterland of Northern Queensland, and we ended up straddling up this slippery, slimy up the top, now looking down into this pool of water with these little penny turtles. I said, you can't jump in there, man, you'll rip your feet, you'll rip your skin. He said, no, we do it all the time. They just scatter somehow. I don't know how it happens, but that freaked me out first. But it was the height that freaked me out next. And the more I thought about it, the more I freaked out. You know, Who knows knows what I mean, boys and girls, if you're a jumper. And uh, I won't say any more of the story because it's not good for my pride. Yeah, it was probably the first time I ever backed down uh, because fear had got me. Fear, who knows fear can get you. What is fear? F-E-A-R, what is it? Uh, Thanks, Frank, say it again. False evidence appearing real. Fear, false evidence appearing real. And I'd let this thing just awash me. I'd lost my manhood. And... I had to concede that this was not going to be uh, one of my victorious leaps of faith. And uh, I always regret that, and I'll find that place again. Now I've got Jesus, and I've got real faith, not boyhood bravado, macho faith. I'm going to go back there one day. I'm going to take some of you men there with me, too. And uh, we're going to jump, aren't we, men? (laughs) I just lost about most of the men there right there. God didn't ask us to do cake stalls, bingo games, raffles, lotto. Uh, You won't find any scriptural references for those things in the Bible. Um, But God does have a plan and it is scriptural that we would give our tithe. I'm doing the mowing yesterday and Andrew would ordinarily do this or one of the other guys. But if I'm preaching, I tend to get one of the other guys to do this. But the Lord struck me and he struck me the whole series of questions people ask about giving. And it was became quite humorous as I'm mowing the lawn. I'm just laughing to myself about the things that people think about giving and the excuses and the mindsets that, that they might even have about giving to God, to the church, to the vision. We give to vision. We, we don't give to an institution that is just dormant, but it is a plan, a project of God. This building is now fastly and this property and the vision and the people are fastly becoming configured into a, a direction and a vision towards the harvest. We had, we had four on Friday, Andrew, that's brilliant. Four young souls saved, young people saved. God is just doing... Now, to do that, for this, for this building to exist and for us to do everything that we've got to do, it takes finances because we live in the real world. God had a plan in the very beginning. To finance his church, wasn't through cake stalls, wasn't through the lotto, wasn't through anything like that. Uh, it was you people partnering, and we call that the tithe. The tithe is 10%. Uh, the tithe ten percent. What's the tithe of hundred dollars? That's ten dollars. What's uh, the tithe of a thousand dollars? That's a hundred dollars. You know, it's just so easy. What's the tithe of two of twenty-five thousand? Two thousand five hundred dollars. So people. The Bible says every increase you get, including your wage and everything you get, that can be tithed off. That can, that can be tithed off. So people sometimes tithe. I know a guy who sold a horse in the church and tithed off that. Sold a horse, a great horse. I think that was Matt. Sure. He, he asked me, he said, should I tithe off my selling? said, so people do. Some people don't do this, but you can. The Bible, It's totally scriptural that you can tithe off, off the selling of your goods and possessions. Off your increase. That's fantastic, Jules. So the Bible says in tithing and partnering with him to the church, to the vision, you will be blessed. The Bible says he will rebuke the devourer from your life. Some people might, might say this. This was a question I had. I, I, I give. I've given my tithe, but I've not seen much happen. But I tell you this. You have not seen the calamity diverted off your life. Because the Bible says in Malachi, he rebukes the devourer of your life. Do you know what I'm saying? And and, and, and that becomes then that mindset. We, we, we lose our thankful heart. That's why I spoke this morning about guys. Let's fast off this thing called um, you know an, un, an uh, unthankful heart. But let's let's praise Him today. Let's wrestle our soul and say, forget about your bad bad haircut. Forget about the that bargain you wanted to buy and you couldn't get. Forget about the stuff that's not quite working out. And worship Him. And that takes a struggle sometimes, because life is an injustice sometimes. The Bible says, when you pay the tithe, you will be mightily blessed. Tithing is a fantastic tool that God uses to cause the blessings to the church and the evangel. So, I want to nail this thing called tithing. This is the question that I had mow in the lawn. and Someone's asking this, is, is the tithe a law? Is it a law? Do we have to give? Gee, I just wanted to come to church and get saved and love God and didn't want to give my money to God. I mean, what, what's all that about? Uh, people can get like that. And some people will not even come to church because they know there's, there's a whole dimension of this stewardship in God, having to give to God. And some people would even not even go to church. And that's probably the saddest day that people would hold on to their stuff and say, God, I'd like to come to you, to the church help you, partner with you. But look, I need this stuff. You don't understand. But he does understand. He knows every hair on your head. Give him a hand right now, if you can. Give him some praise. So if you look quickly now, because my time is done. If you look in the in the Bible, the tithe was before the law. It was during the law. And it's after the law. It's a principle. It's, it's a principle right now. It's a principle that we give what he gives like some people tithe their day first thing in the morning they, they pray. That first bit of time they get, eh Jules? They give they give God an hour, two hours, first thing in the morning. Many great people of God have done that. Some people give what's another thing people can give, Jules? Um, their talent. They got talent, they can give it to God. That's how we serve in the church. Amen. But mostly the practice of tithing is from money. You know what I'm saying? So when you look in the scriptures, there's Abraham that gives before the law. Then there's Jacob that gives. And it says uh, this. Here Jacob is saying, I will give the tithe under the house of the Lord for everything that God has given me. So that's everything. That's your job. God got you that job. God got you. Now I got it for myself. Oh, hang on. Now God makes all things happen. If you look at this scripture, Which says, this is really saying now God's sovereign. Right where you're at is because God's got you there. He gives you the breath. He gives you your life to walk out. No, God, you don't. I've been born, and by a fact of science and biology, I'm able to live my life. But we choose to believe, as born-again believers, as Christians, no, God, you gave me life. Who's with me on that one? You gave me life. Now you give me a wife. Thank you, Lord. Now you give me children. Now you give me a job. Now you give me money. And in that, the Word of God says, John 1, 3 says, Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made. Everything was made by Him, for Him, and it's used to give glory to the kingdom, give glory to God. Everything we have should be giving glory to God. That's why we get into looking good. I, I thank God that you people look fantastic this morning. Uh, there seems to be a, a, a level of people realizing that you're a child of God, that you're king's kids, and you're beginning to present yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. We have this religious understanding that we've got to get around, like, you know, uh, you know, like, like, just humble and, and we are got to be humble. But some people have false humility. And Bible says that you're a child of God and that you should have even a little bit of a swagger. Hang on. No, that's being prideful, Andrew. Don't have a swagger. That means that you... No, you're supposed to be self-abasing. And, and, and No, the Bible says that you're a child of God, made in His image. Ladies, be beautiful. You're born to be beautiful. Amen? There's been a wicked lie across the planet That you've got to downgrade the beauty and and be neutral and become a bloke, even. Oh, be beautiful. God's given you beauty, be beautiful. God's given you a smile, smile. God's given you love, give that love away. Truth is that the tithe existed before the law, during the law, and long after the law. Giving the tithe is a kingdom principle. And this is what I wrote down. Question, this is the second question. Can I be exempted to pay the tithe? I I felt some people might even live this out. Can I be exempted from paying the tithe because I work for the church or gave something to God or to the church? Can I be exempted if I'm the senior minister of the church? Sorry, everyone pays the tithe, including I. I play in the worship team. Sorry, the Bible says the Levites paid the tithe. I serve in the house. Sorry. Servitude is the basic requirement for the kingdom. My dad's the pastor. Sorry, you got to... Where's any of my kids? They're all working out there now. Sorry, you've got to pay the tithe. Everyone pays the tithe. I'm a single mum. I'm a widow. Sorry. Everyone pays the tithe. The widow with the two mites gave everything she had. Just didn't give the tithe. Jesus said she has given Everything you people just gave out of your your overflow. The widow gave everything, so sorry. Can I negotiate down? I felt some people would even ask this question. Can I negotiate down because we're in a recession? Like my interest rate's gone down on my mortgage. Can I negotiate down? In fact, is there a church where I can pay 5% tithe? I heard there was a church offering, because their membership was struggling, that they were offering 5%. (laughs) That's a joke. (laughs) It just would not have. I think in America it did. In America there was a church that offered 5% tithe just for this weekend only. 5% tithe and we would make you members. Definitely not. You cannot negotiate down but you can negotiate up. And in fact, for some of you people that understand about, about this this more, probably the tithing is a basic principle to start at. And the scriptures probably mention more in the New Testament. It's so a tithe in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, it's probably this, that God owns the whole shebang. That everything we are, everything we have, it's His. That's, that's really some heavy-duty theology for, to suck, suck up. It's, it's, it's hard, but all your life, all your family, all your finances. If He's not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. Do you know what I'm saying? So, some people give double their tithe. Some people give love offerings above the tithe because they just feel in their spirit, that's what they are to do. It's it's an obligation. It's a check in the spirit. It's something that they work out in their heart because I just got a new watch from eBay. Love eBay, don't you? But if you were to offer me $5 for this watch, and it's not an expensive watch, it's a Seiko, and it's an older model, by the way, too. So let's say it's worth a couple of hundred. Uh, but if you were to offer me $5 for it, uh, I would be pretty, not not offended, but I would say probably not enough. And see, so you can see how when the offering, the love offering called love offering, if that really is going to honor that person. That's why I believe it's not totally a good thing to wrangle people right down to the last dollar. I don't believe in doing that. I had a, I even had a, a friend, a good Christian friend, explain to me for about 20 minutes how he got this vintage car, and he waited on this old bloke who had advertised it and advertised it, and he just kept on waiting and hounding him and saying, well... When you're right, I'll give you the seven thousand. But you want ten? My seven's here. And he just kept on. I, I believe that's dishonorable. When he told me the story, it first hit me that the car probably was worth ten thousand dollars, and the poor guy was being almost ripped off by being you know, over a barrel. Who's with me on that? Yeah, you know, I, I reckon it can get. You know, when you're wrangling for an item, and even. And we do barter. I barter all the time. Don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, we don't pay you know, straight up everything. You, know, you want to get the best price. But there's a point where you start to breach the sensibilities of honoring, honoring that person. And you can screw people down to the last cent and come away from that relationship as a bad witness. You know, we can do this with trades, guys. We can do this with people selling items. There is a way to honor God That's between you and him, not me. Your heart will tell you. I'm not telling you how much to give, but I'm saying there is a principle of tithing. That's the basic minimum. If you want to give more to God, please do it. The building fund is an excellent place to do that. If you want to give offerings and help us build a church for the generations, because we believe in not renting, we believe in being the head, not the tail. This house is by here, by the thought and the mindset that this house is for our kids. I don't believe in renting. In, in times of uh, economic struggles, yes, renting can, renting can be good. But God told this church 13 years ago, go and possess the land. Go and possess the land. That's going to cost money, Lord. How are we going to do that? We don't have a head office that finance it. I've got to pull people together. I tell this story to all the people that come on this property to do work. How do you get money to do this? We've got people that partner with the church, partner with a vision. Wow boy, you're doing well, aren't you? I said, we certainly are. We've got some extraordinary people. So, Father, everything that we give to you is honoring you. And, Lord, it's for the vision. It's for the purpose of souls. It's for the vision of of people gathering unto this incredible vision of you, Lord, releasing your gospel, training up young sons and daughters, healing families, blessing men and women, blessing Families, children, Lord, this place represents the heartbeat of your plans and purposes. Father, in that we agree and we acknowledge that you have sent us to this place. You've sent us to this earth. But, Lord, have you sent me here? That's the question you've got to answer eventually. After doing a month here or whatever, you've got to be able to straddle this situation that God, you sent me here as a resource in my finances, in my smile in my handshake, in my coffee making, in my hospitality, in my worship, in my guitaring. Whatever it is, you are here by reason of giving unto God. What is your, I guess, minimal service to God? But even beyond that, and we have people that give extravagantly to God through this house. And can we say yes and amen to those people as they allow us? to do great things in God. Father, we give our tithe, we give our love offerings. If you want to give thousands of dollars, praise God. God, you build God's house, he will build your house. Can I hear an amen? And the Bible says, if you give, if you give offerings, the Bible says 30, 60, 100 fold shall be given into your bosom, shall be given into your lap, shall be given into your life. It shall be given unto you. God is no debtor to anyone. Whatever you give to Him, He will multiply it. He will prosper you. He will bless you with righteousness. He will bless you with a smile. Whatever you need. I don't know what it is. You might need a smile more than you need something else. But He knows what you need. Some of you need a best friend. Some of you need a lifetime term, life term partner. Some of you need a husband. Some of you need a wife. God knows the priority of what you need in your life. But you can shift the heart of God by giving Him your tithes and your offerings. And the saints say, Amen. Let's give generously to the Lord this morning. I I needed to do that. Just go a little bit online, but thank you for all the givers in that.